Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. If you guys ready to talk some NFL football. Oh, I am. L. Week 10. Week 10. Hey, guys, it feels like it was just last week that it was week 9, right? it's kind of insane. I know, it's so crazy how fast it goes. You know, Sunday morning, I'll be waking up probably a little hungover because I'll be at the Navy. Actually, no, I won't be because I don't have an Uber home. You have a child. Yeah, you're right. I'll actually be going to this game with my child. I won't even be tailgating. I'll be ready to roll, baby. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the fighting Tom Brady's. He's feeling good. Game-winning touchdown pass, officially divorced, back on Tinder, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in the game, 44-and-a-half. I bet Tampa on the open at minus one. Here we are. We're at three. We're back down to two and a half. What are you guys doing in this game? Anybody have anything besides me here? I do. Yes, do Trista, it. go ahead. First and foremost, I'm not really sure why, other than the fact of history, that people believe that one good drive turns Tampa Bay into a good team. I don't understand why people think that just because, based on other teams being bad, that because Tampa Bay is leading in the division, that they're somehow good. I don't understand why, just because Tom Brady's divorce is finalized, they think that that's leaving some sort of weight off of Tom Brady's shoulders. This team Yo, can't— Ball and chain's gone. Ball and chain. She actually lifted him up, let's I know, I was be gonna, honest. I, I, she oh, made yeah. life easy for no, him. He's not going to play better. He's, he's, he's much no. worse off. The running game is averaging like two yards per carry. Uh, playoff Lenny does not exist. No. Uh, we've got receivers dropping very easy, catchable balls. And maybe you say to yourself, well, that's just going to revert back to normal. I don't think that there is a normal. And then on the other side, I think Seattle is a real team. I do. 100%. Like, I think Geno Smith is the real deal. I think his teammates love him. Their defense has been excellent even though they're, they're not the same as they were and we thought that maybe they weren't going to be a great team. And, like, the home field advantage is there for the Seattle Seahawks. It is. Like, there are I, – I watched a whole piece today about how many fans live in Munich that rock with the 12s and that there are many, many people who have traveled across the world from Seattle to rock with the 12s. This is just a simple math play for me. And a simple spot play for me. I love the Seattle Seahawks first half plus one and a half. They're the best team in the NFL in first halves. Nine and one against the spread in first halves. That's it. That's 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 my favorite play. PJ, what are you doing? Trista is right on the money with this game. If Tampa doesn't beat the Rams, I think this game's a pick'em. I really do. The perception of one drive, one win, and now this idea that Tampa's gonna be okay. 
they're going to be that's going to be the win that kind of saves their season and now they're going to be on this trajectory going up i'm just not buying it they still have a ton of holes and seattle everybody wants to talk about the offense and gino and kenneth walker and how Lockin and dk have been playing the seattle defense over the last four or five games i think dvoa has them ranked like second it's crazy they've been playing great and they're you know, the thing about this, when you go on a long trip like this, Seattle being such a young team who's winning right now, I just think there's such a good vibe, a good energy with that team, and an experience like this can only bond them and make them closer. I took Seattle at plus three because I knew there was no way this was going to three and a half. Yeah. Now it's gone back to two and a half. I think Tampa can win the game. I think it's going to be it's going to be a close game. All Tampa does is play close games. Here's the thing that worries me, though. Do you guys know that this season, in road games, Tampa Bay has scored three touchdowns all season? Mm -hmm. Crazy. Three. Their offense is non-existent away from home. They cannot score the football. And if you want to beat the Seahawks, you're probably going to have to get into the 20s, maybe the 30s. I love what Seattle's doing right now. What a great story they've been. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. This is going to be a big game for Tampa. But this idea that, oh, this one drive saved their season and now they're back. I'm with Trist. I'm not buying it. Give me Seattle. Yes, and you you got me to a great point right there with Seattle's defense, dude, because the first month of the season, actually the first five weeks of the season, they were 31st in EPA per play, and now they're second, like mm-hmm. you said. The only thing is I look at the schedule the last four weeks. They faced Arizona twice. They're 30th in offensive efficiency, and I think Cliff's getting fired. I know you watch Hard Knocks. He's kind of a mess right now. Mm-hmm. And then they took on the Chargers, who, believe it or not, are 20th in offensive efficiency, and they beat them without their two best wide receivers and that idiot Joe Lombardi calling the plays for Justin Herbert. And then I actually like Tampa because of their defense, though, man. There's still as many injuries as they face. They're still seventh overall in the league. And they're going against a Seattle team that's been awesome offensively. Like you said, they have eight first-quarter touchdowns. They're getting out to these early leads. I believe in Geno. I love Tyler Lockett and DK, and I love Kenneth Walker. But, like, when you look at it, they really have only faced two above-average defenses. It was Denver and San Francisco. And in those, in those games, they only graded out 42% of their plays were successful. The other seven defenses they've seen averaged 23rd in the league. Again, Tampa Bay 7th. Minus one, I just knew it was going up. So I grabbed Tampa. Maybe I buy back at three or three and a half with Seattle because I love this team. But I just took Brady to win this game. Uh, moving on, do you guys so have... So we're kind of all aligned, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I know, because I do like the three. I think Tampa wins. you guys think Tampa could win, or do you think Seattle wins? This will be a huge win, man. That's seven wins then. I like Seattle with the three. I think, I mean, the line's telling you Tampa's probably going to win, but there have been plenty of lines this season that was telling us Tampa was going to win. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I probably wouldn't take either team on the money line just because of my, sort of my fear of how, you know, disparate the outcomes could be. And I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle did win. Wouldn't be shocked no. if Tampa won. No. And like you said, Seattle's going to have a real home field advantage. Three yes. million ticket requests. I didn't crazy. realize they had such a crazy following. I had no and idea. You would figure like Tom Brady's coming. The, the greatest quarterback of all time. Everybody's going to be rooting like, for we him. like Seattle. And they're like, no. This game's going to be hard to break down because the Vikings, actually, so I played Minnesota. We've talked about this. We gave this out on Monday at eight and a half, figuring Josh Allen's not going to be out there. Yeah. It's down to three. And I'm thinking about playing the Bills at three, you guys. Minus three, minus 115. If we get to two and a half, that's an auto lock for Buffalo. The total in the game, 43. What do you guys think of this current line? And did you do anything before we got all the way down to three? I did not do anything before we got down to three. But as soon as I saw it at the number three, I placed Buffalo on the money line. Yeah. Just like an automatic have to play. Case Keenum. Stephon, We're seeing eye to eye tonight, Stephon Diggs. Those two guys have a chemistry 
and they have a relationship and, and history with Minnesota. I like Buffalo to win this game regardless, no matter who's under center, and especially at minus 155 against a very fraudulent Viking team. I am all in on the Bills. They're getting defenders back. The yep. defense is really elite, even without Matt Milano, even without Jordan Poyer. Von Miller still exists, and I really like this squad. I'll leave it up to you guys to handle the rest. Peach? Love Bills now that it's minus three. I love them. I don't care that Case, Keenum, Case Keenum's playing quarterback. Ryan, you could be playing quarterback Back. this week. I'd still take Buffalo. Coming off the should. loss like that to the mm. Jets, you don't think they're going to be angry about that? Now, all of a sudden, this foregone conclusion of getting the number one seed in the AFC not might not be the case anymore. You got the same record as Kansas City. Yeah. You got to continue to play. You got to continue to win games. And we say it every week. Minnesota is such they're such frauds they're seven and one credit to them for winning all these games but they're not a good team they were down 17 to 7 against washington last week in the fourth quarter another bad team they were losing to in the fourth quarter that just the, the washington pooped all over their leg yep. heineke threw that interception pulled him it, it changed the entire pulled him around he sure did he did i but, like buffalo though yep. look josh allen may be hurt but that buffalo defense is still going to play football they're going to make like tough for cousins and I think we're going to see the other guys step up. Diggs, yeah. Gabe Davis, yeah. maybe Singletary, James Cook. They have a big game. Remember, Naheem Hines is there yeah. now. They're going to use him. I love Buffalo in this spot. And if Allen's not playing, you know the fans are going to take it upon themselves to be a factor in that game, make life tough for Cousins in the offense. Love Buffalo minus three. And this might be a dumb point, but you know how Buffalo is always really good in the preseason. They do nothing but dominate, even when Josh Allen doesn't play in those games. And I remember like yeah. Mitchell Trubisky was being interviewed about the difference between Matt Nagy calling his plays. And then when he got to Buffalo, he's like, this is just a good team, like the special teams, the defense. And I'm betting them at three, even though I have Minnesota at eight and a half because of the defense. Now, Poyer's out, which sucks. He's been driving himself the games. So we kind of figured that. Yeah. Matt Milano should be back. And if we get Trey White back, I'm officially playing this, you guys, because we talked, it's like the same breakdown. There's two teams that could stop teams that run the ball from 11 personnel. And that's what Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell do, those three wide receiver sets. Same breakdown as Washington. Look what Washington said. Like you said, PJ, it was 17 7. Minnesota scored on their <laughs> scripted drive. The Justin Jefferson catches that ridiculous right. touchdown pass. After that, they did nothing. And the Bills are a better defense than Washington. They're sixth right now in schedule-adjusted run defense. You can't run the ball against them. And they faced a top-five schedule of offenses already. Now they're facing Minnesota, who, again, things have looked better, but I don't know that I trust Kirk Cousins. And Buffalo's linebackers can cover, so that takes away Delvin Cook and Madison running little routes out of the backfield. Thielen hasn't really looked good. I do love that TJ Hawkinson pickup from oh, Minnesota. Huge. He was a huge factor the, for them. And because yeah. that's what it's going to do is remember after week one, we're like, where the hell is Justin Jefferson been? Right. Well, teams are double teaming them. Yeah. Now you can't do Opens that because yeah, you're going to have the middle of the field. That's but, why Hawkinson became like the leading receiver for that squad in terms of just touches and, yeah. and targets. He got a lot of targets in that yeah. Washington yeah. game. Also, before we move on, my nerd stat. So the Bills, like you can't beat I like them. That you call them nerd stats. You can't. Now. You can't beat them because I know you guys are going to call them nerd stats. Yeah, but I love that. No, so, I love so it. So this is what I love, though. Okay, you you can't beat the Bills. The Bills are the best team against play action, and the reason Kirk Cousins is having this year. If you go back to his year with Stefanski when he was awesome, look what Stefanski did for Baker Mayfield too. They're using play action on thirty three percent of Cousins' dropbacks. Buffalo tops in the league defending play action passes because they have linebackers that could actually cover play sideline to sideline. I'll play the Bills three, two and a half, Minnesota eight and a half. 
Let's move on because we don't really. I mean, you guys have a whole lot on Lions Bears other than Over. we're betting Take the hell out of the points. Yeah, yeah, I I don't. The only thing I know a lot of people are gonna like the Bears minus three. I be careful because the Bears the last couple weeks have been great as underdogs when people haven't been expecting much from them. But now that they're favorites, did you see what Carolina looked like at Cincinnati when people got their hopes up and they're like, oh, maybe yeah, Carolina's a good team? Did you see Atlanta last night when they were finally favorites in a game and everybody was like, oh, I'll take the two and a half with Atlanta? When teams aren't used to being favorites and they're in these spots in divisional games and it's a low spread, everybody's going to take Chicago. But just be careful. It's still the Bears. I know Fields has <laughs> looked good. No, right. Okay? I know he's looked good, but they're still not a good team. Just be careful with the Bears. That's guys, all I have to say. You guys, Khalil Herbert's rushing attempts, because they didn't give him the ball last week, nine and a half. It's minus 120. I'm going to be Chalky McChalkerson here. Give me the over, because it's Detroit and For, Chicago. Absolutely. And then give me Justin Fields' rushing yards at 59 and a half. Minus 120 to the under. I'm going over. On I just, like that a lot. I mean, that's that's their offense right there, is Justin Fields running with the football. So I think we get points, we get rushing yards, and that's all I would do, because I completely agree, PJ. There's a song, you know, it's a Packers song, but it's called The Bears Still Suck. That's what they <laughs> chant at the games. Because it's still the Bears. We'll see what they're able to do. Uh, and then the last one we have the preview coming up in this segment. We got the Broncos and the Titans. This is tough. The Titans are up to three. Three-point favorites Man, at home. this is a rough line. Total's 39. I bet against the Titans every week. I just It seems like Denver's the side at plus three. They have the best red zone defense in the National Football League. But every week I bet against Tennessee. How are they going to put points on the board? And they just find a way to win. <laughs> yeah, it's like Derrick a terrible thing. You know? yeah, Derrick Henry just... Runs down your throat, and their defense is still pretty good despite them getting rid of a bunch of linebackers from the last few years. It's just they just win games. This is one of my favorite plays of the week. I love I love Denver plus three. You I do? Lo- I love Denver. They're coming off a bye. Watching that Tennessee Kansas City game, I was almost getting tired watching the Titans defense. They were out there so long, and people aren't talking enough about the fact that Tennessee's offense did not have a first down in the second half of that game. And Denver's defense is great. So they very easily could shut down that Titans offense. Russ and the offense, hopefully they found a little something in that London game, that final drive against Jacksonville, some momentum. Another big part of this too, Tennessee plays Green Bay Thursday next week. So you got to be Don't mindful of Derrick Henry and how much you run him, knowing you play on Thursday. Denver's the more desperate team in this spot. I think there's just such a rest advantage. I don't know how much the Titans defense has left in their tank. The fact that we're getting this at a field goal game, Denver plus three is one of my favorite bets. I think you got to take Titans first half too. Titans are one of the best teams against the spread in the first half and Denver is one of the worst. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 